Welcome once again to Chill Filtered, the podcast where we drink whiskey so you don't have to, but you probably should, and you probably are, and that's why we like you. Today on uh, Chill Filtered, I believe this is our 164th episode, um, we have someone that is uh, kind of one of my podcast heroes, to be honest, uh, especially in the whiskey podcast uh, world. Uh, we have the friggin' Grease uh, from the podcast on uh, our episode today, and we are so stoked to have him. Uh, be, uh, before I get to anything else, real quick, I do want to give uh, some business as we do every episode. How can you support us? Uh, for those who are listening, maybe for the first time, give us a few listens. Uh, we are a fun podcast. I don't know. It's weird, like representing yourself as a podcast. But yeah, we like we like talking. <laughs> we like digressing. We like whiskey and we like history of whiskey as well and talking about a lot of things whiskey. So uh, check us out. Show us to a friend. Uh, so that's about all the business I got today. Like I said, we got the friggin' grease, and and I don't. I I told Robbie recently. I say, freaking typically, because I'm an East Coaster. I don't know if that makes any difference. But when I when I'm dealing with Matt um, Porter, he often says friggin', and uh, and I bet he would say friggin' grease. So grease, we are like stoked to have you on this podcast episode. So how are you? How are you doing today? What are you entry buzzing? How's everything going? Well, dad gummit, dude, you're you're like a daggum synthetic oil just ushering me into, you know, a, an oblivion of awesome engine parts. Because dad gummit, you started this whole daggum thing telling me like I'm a daggum hero or something like I'm a, I'm a like I'm a daggum Mustang convertible sitting out there at the used car lot. In, He's a Lambo, in guys. A town that's like 27,000 strong. They had to see no daggum Mustang convertible out there, bro. Oh man! Start snagging that and strutting through Dagum Town—that's a Dagum hero. <laughs> no, dude, you are. It, whenever I, you know, I tell people if you're not going to listen to our podcast, and I've actually said this: if you're not going to listen to ours, listen to the podcast because they're very different than our style, uh, but they're freaking hilarious. And uh, so I appreciate. I mean, I've been listening for probably as long as we've been recording, which is over three years now. I've been listening to the podcast and just. Just loving it so I'm, much. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that at some point, you know, Will had this great idea of starting a podcast, and he just saw me as a train wreck, <laughs> and was like, "We talk whiskey all the time, but this dude's a train wreck. I feel like I, I feel like he needs to be on the whiskey show." So he's going <laughs> over, and so I don't think he understood. You know, like different years of your life, words just mean different things. Oh yeah, the word train wreck is objective. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yep. So it's it during the moment of your life, train wreck might mean one thing, and then three years later, train wreck means a whole different other ball game. Yeah. And then when and, you're in a train wreck, uh, Will got a whole different other ball game as the show progressed. And here's the deal. I was sassy before when we were when we were uh, just audio only, and that's what happened. We da we got on daggum freaking YouTube, mm -hmm. and it just made me you know more narcissistic. <laughs> whatever is that? How you say that? The tense? Yeah, that you, got it. you got it. Okay, yeah, it makes me you know 
more narcissistic because I get to look at myself <laughs> the entire <laughs> the time. time that I'm speaking. <laughs> Y'all already know that I love the dadgum speak. You want to put me in front of a dadgum mirror? Also, by the way, since we started the show on YouTube, I've lost like 47 pounds. Oh, that's oh, great. Man. Good on you. Yeah. Now, is it because you're on the screen? <clears throat> it was actually not. I actually, <laughs> if, if I'm being 100% transparent with you uh -huh. i literally just thought about that about 30 seconds ago uh -huh. so i was like huh that correlated now psychologically i might have just been looking at myself on the camera and be like dadgummit grease you can't you need to skip every meal for the next 17 weeks that is awful that's terrible i can't look at i can't look at that for dadgum an hour and a half at least one day a week Man, it was funny. So this is like our first, I mean, we've done a yeah. little like Instagram lives, but this is our first time being on YouTube. It's the first time on camera. Yeah. And like this today, I was like, tell we published. Yeah. I was talking to my wife. I'm like, you know, I'm kind of nervous. Like, mm -hmm. first of all, this is like a big deal. Like this is one of the hosts from one of the biggest whiskey podcasts there is for yeah. sure. So that's there's a little nerve there. But then I thought I started thinking like, oh crap, I got to kind of pick up this room I'm recording in. Like I should probably... Like I was talking to Cole, I'm like I, I better put on a clean shirt. Like the kids got like kids got dinner on me. So like yeah, like, and, and now that I'm looking at it, I could lose forty pounds, man. Agree, you got me. Yeah, I'm convinced. I got to lose no, forty dude, now too. Dude, no man, your shoulders are like daggum freaking right triangles, bro. You're old. <laughs> I'm speaking my language. I mean, dude, when you flex, they all they all of a sudden become obtuse, dude. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you ain't got to worry about a daggum thing, right? That, that may okay? be that, that may be the whiskey speaking, but you know, I'm gonna take it. Oh yeah, I'll no, listen to that all day. Is definitely. <laughs> so, what, so I know uh, before we started like recording our episode, you mentioned what what are, what are you uh, entry buzzing on? Basically, a flight of four roses barrel proofs. Nice. Oh, gosh. And I'm just oh, hitting man. them at about, you know, an ounce at a time, you know, just to kind of see what the back of the palate tastes like. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, you got, you can't, you can't, everybody's like, oh man, I'm getting this so far back in my palate. Dude, you can't get it far back in your palate unless you <laughs> shoot a daggum ounce of it. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? No, you, can't just, you can't just nip that daggum thing and expect to even get anything in the back of your palate. You got to shoot you an ounce. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I'm doing. I'm just learning what the back of the palate tastes like. And I'm going to be honest with you. Four Roses is kind of, I'm getting like a, like it's, it's a very weird combination, but I'm getting like a dark chocolate clove finish huh. when I chug it. Okay. Now, when, <laughs> I, when I mean chug it, I mean, you know, an ounce at a time. Dad, yeah, yeah. my mama's just watching, I think too. So. <laughs> Mama, I'm fine. I'm good. She, she's right. good. Mama agrees. She's good. Nothing to um, read. One of our you know, listeners sent us these stupid ghost pepper candy. Are they is that the, the gummy? Oh, it's a hard candy. Mm. Yeah, no, it's a hard candy, and it's basically yeah. like a like a red hot, but like with I'll just say this. Ghost. It was it was a good flavor until you started chewing it, and then it got <laughs> rough. And then if you drank whiskey with it, Ooh. it was over. Mm -hmm. Like it, there was there was some pain on it, but Ooh. Yeah, I grow ghost peppers in the backyard. I think like so many nice things about. I mean, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't. You know, I'm narcissistic, so I mean, I, I would totally expect you to say this. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I, I um, that that's 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 really cool. Um, you know, it's so weird the podcast world without video. 
because I'm yeah. such a visual. I'm just I'm the video is my world. I'm such a visual person. Um, and it wasn't until like the YouTube stuff and we're visually getting to hang out and then COVID 2020 caused us to hop on Zoom and like just re kind of condition and think about media. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I just man, I just love I love being able to see people, um, yeah. you know, and so in the podcast world. Um, we're having to deal with this right now because in the podcast world, we didn't have, you know, we knew we were so sharp about explaining everything. You know, like what exact, how can I communicate exactly what I'm seeing, exactly what I'm tasting, exactly what I'm smelling yeah. mm -hmm. when they can't even see a facial expression, you know, like they, or, or, you know, it's mainly with the facial expressions or our interactions. Like if we wink at each other or, you know what <laughs> I mean? Like there's so yeah. many different ways, you know, it's not just, oh, we added video. No, it it's a completely different animal as far oh, yeah. as communicating. and. We, and we actually had to deal with this. Uh, we actually met on it the other day because uh, Will was editing a podcast only, the audio feed only. And he's like, dude, like, they don't even know what bottle we ended up on. Uh, that's on true. Video. Because we didn't say what it was. We literally just popped it on the table. Like, oh, holy cow. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, it's six years old. You know, like, like, and then we just start going into it and explaining it. And he's literally just like, we can't even do this. We can't even put this in the episode. And I actually asked him, I said, hey, did you just go back in there? Because you have all the equipment. You can literally just hit record on your mic and just say, you know, Russell's, uh, Russell's uh, ride six year. Mm -hmm. And he was like. No, I'm too lazy to do that. <laughs> so, anyway, so on a recent podcast only episode, read the description. Yeah, and we'll get, and and watch us on YouTube, please, dude. It's 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 so funny. Podcast audio only people are the most dedicated people on the yeah. planet. Mm -hmm. Like you're looking at your weekly downloads and all this other stuff, and you're just like. Those people have not subscribed to Dagum YouTube. Yeah. And you're just like, what is happening? What is going on? And it doesn't matter how many times we say it. Yeah. Well, it's go ahead. It's, so like you talk about it, like that's kind of where we're at. We're like, we're just for fun. Like, do we do we want to go back in and do something post-production? Probably not. Like, it's just fun. You know what I mean? Like, you want it to be what it is. But I will say this a uh, quick shout out because I know uh, Embellish Pod. I don't know if you've ever listened to Embellish Pod. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, gosh. I just forgot his John, name. John Hughes. John Hughes. Yeah. John Hughes, not the director. Uh, not the does director. an awesome job. Commented already. He's like, he subscribes. He patreons both of our podcasts. But he he's a YouTube and a podcast guy. So they do exist where there's a crossover. But I will say that's one thing that's been awesome for us is we have a dedicated group of listeners and we've got a community that we really like get to interact with and like mm -hmm. you know going back to what you're saying about like covid and everything it's just like that's that was one huge thing for us is like we yeah. record they listen and then like just the interactions you get out of it and it's just it's fun man like it's a good time so yeah i'll tell you one thing do this or not, uh -huh. we, we speaking of community and whatever and with our patreon and everything we have these things called town halls and virtual bar mm -hmm. nights where it's basically just big zoom meetings um, one's a smaller group and one's a bigger group and, um, bro without or bros without that, 
during 2020, I don't even know. Oh, yeah. I don't even know how it happened. But I do remember we were, I mean, we didn't know how long it was going to go. And, you know, I had bought the Zoom thing. I thought I was, you know, now I feel like everybody that bought Zoom just keeps Zoom because you just <sighs> never know when you need it. Yeah. You know, yeah. to be the the pro account or whatever. Anyways, it was an interesting time. But, you know, you mentioned the community and I don't know. I don't. And I they would all say the same thing, you know, on the other side of things as well. They were, you know, we I've had several intentional conversations with people of, you know, whiskey pre-pandemic and post-pandemic is, you know, it, the difference is a very solid glued to, um, you know, whiskey community that was able to interact like that and have, you know, really great conversations and, you know, still be able to meet and hang and stuff like that. So yeah. it was, it was great. Yeah. It's uh, and actually we're, we're, we're starting up for, for the first time ever, actually. Um, in the next few weeks we're doing um, what we call chill filter drink alongs. Uh, where we uh, basically it's a whiskey, you know, it's like a bar night for you guys. It's just like, you know, inviting everyone together. And and so that's why we were getting, you know, we both bought webcams and uh, and both tried to, you know, work out um, our, our mics with the computer and all that stuff. But uh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's exact. Yeah. Yeah. Drink. That's what it's all about. I like a good it's old drink with friend. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Golly, and, I uh, want to drink a long time. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Thirsty Thursday. Cheers. So you no. know what's funny? Uh huh. No, I was. I don't want. I, I don't want to <laughs> talk about it because <laughs> I have this new show idea. Not a show idea, but like mm -hmm. a little mini series that I would like. Do, a, yeah. Um, on, for our YouTube channel, and I pitched it to to Will, and he just the only thing he responded with is. <laughs> a question that I know that he is fishing for yeah, yeah. one answer. And then it'll be like, absolutely not. <laughs> so <laughs> I, you know. know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. Y'all got those friends, right? Oh yeah, so yeah. I was like, well, I'm not going to respond to this <laughs> and I'm just going to have to have a personal face to face conversation so that I can hopefully visually. <laughs> just, <laughs> all right. Visualize this with me. Okay. I think it's going to be great. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. If you if you don't follow up with him, you know it's basically going to happen. So right. can we know what it was? What what this idea was? I don't I don't want to tell you, but all <laughs> okay. I can just say is um, a character by the name of Lil Grease might be mm -hmm. coming out here pretty soon. Oh, okay. Is he related to Lil Wayne? Well, <laughs> did you say Lil Wayne or Lil Wang? <laughs> Both, I guess. I don't know <laughs> how much I've like, drank so far. Does Lil Grease sound like a sounds you know, like a like penis? One of those Kama Sutra positions or whatever. I don't know about that, but it sounds like a potentially a, a phallic a, uh, term or yeah, um, it sounds like a flaccid penis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just a good thing your bar covers that area up. It's like yeah, Lil yeah, Oh right! That's, I mean, well, true. I don't need a bar to cover. Min, yeah. Maybe, min, maybe that was min, Will's min. question. Follow up question: Is that a phallic term? <laughs> well, it's like on top of it, on top of it, you got like the no, mini series. It actually has nothing. It has nothing. <laughs> yeah, it has nothing to do to do with it. But the, it's I cannot. I have to do this idea. Like I might have to modify it, and I might. 
I might. There's just there's one gimmick to it that is just perfect. Yeah, it's so perfect. Well, I'll I keep listening along, and I'll and I'll tell Will to listen to you and not not question you. Right. <laughs> so it's gonna be it's gonna be goofy. You know, it's gonna be something that I can come down here and film ten episodes in like three hours, and then you know slowly edit through them and never publish them. So yep. situation. Mm-hmm. I'm just yep. kidding. I actually am trying to get some band like it, our we started YouTube in February mm-hmm. um, and it, it, it grew awesomely for, you know, a couple, two or three months there when we were with ADHD whiskey. And then we were mm-hmm. at, um, with on bourbon junkies and we were doing those, um, the drinking with episodes that we yeah. really loved. Uh, you know, we were putting out a lot quickly and then, yeah, basically I, I at my work, I got, very 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 busy um and so then it was like i can't i can't edit any of this stuff but the live stuff we don't edit anyway so Mm -hmm. that you know those don't count but it's just it was getting really hard but anyway we're i'm trying to i've found some bandwidth now and so hopefully i can during my lunch break start editing and all that stuff yes speaking of speaking of uh your accolades of of you know these multiple videos congrats uh to you know the savant slayer to winning matt madness uh big deal especially that finish nice finish yeah um (laughs) man that was i mean number one uh matt porter with adhd whiskey put on in an unbelievable thing. He I mean, really that did. is a lot to coordinate. Yeah. That's a lot mm-hmm. to plan. Send out He's, the samples. Yeah, and, you know. He sunk, you know, I mean, he probably in shipping and bottles and yeah. stock. I mean, you're probably looking at, you know, a hundred dollars a week. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, of, of expense there, depending on what pours he's pouring, you know, if we're looking at bar prices or whatever, yeah. and then sample bottles and all that. So, um, but he put on a heck of a tournament. It was awesome. It was so fun. Um, and I will I, I will just say this about Matt Madness. I did not know that I was decent, and I don't think Will knew it either. Um, <laughs> that I was that I was decent at doing uh, that kind of stuff. So yeah. uh, Will always picks the better barrel of mm-hmm. our single barrels. Yeah, he always he always picks the best one. So like, and he's more educated, and he and he can, can communicate well. And so the whole time, like even myself, I was like, I Will is gonna crush this, you know, mm-hmm. and and I'm gonna be lucky to to do anything. So um, I'm going against Dan Shook from freaking Bourbon Junkies. Yeah, and he, you mm-hmm. know, they're closing in on eighty thousand subscribers on YouTube. I mean, yeah. they're massive. So mm-hmm. and this is on YouTube. So. I can't, I can't go into that in the YouTube world with any friends, really. You know, like mm-hmm. the, I'm the people that know me and like me. Like I am completely outnumbered, ninety nine hundred to one. So <laughs> anyway, so uh, you know, I I became I became the villain, uh-huh. so to speak, <laughs> and. Um, I drug Will into the villain role for a half second and, you know, uh, and it was awesome. It was fun. And we go into that round one and, you know, I just, I just was going in to disrupt and I just went too far with it. 
because like I feel like I could have it could have still been funny without being so much. It was. I remember so that much. first episode. That was a long episode, and Matt was yeah. getting like frustrated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was like, "We got to get through this, guys." No, for sure. And so, you know, the funny thing was, is the next week's episode was longer than that one. Uh huh. Exactly. But whatever. But whatever. Yeah. Who cares? Um. But no, I mean. I need. I should have dialed it back. I should have taken cues better. I was just here's the the honest to goodness truth was I had the mm. chat open the whole time and I would just respond <laughs> to them in the if it doesn't matter whoever was speaking it didn't mm. matter I was like I was just mad at that person and so literally <laughs> after round one I I'm not even doing it now I can't even see the own chat and I'm the one streaming it but oh that's funny um, I just I don't watch the chat um really um much because it just it just distracts me too much and um, i focus so on that funny. and i'll lose my train of thought and like all this other stuff but anyway <laughs> no i uh even in the in the matt madness uh episodes that i could catch uh i was cheering for grease the whole time because I and it's funny it. i didn't expect you to win i'll tell you that so uh no <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I didn't think I was going past round one. Mm-hmm. And then at the very end, like I got like a bottle exactly right. And I was the first one to do it. And um, it was enough to tie Dan. And I was like, wow. Yeah. Amazing. Anyway, and then we go to round two and round two was. That was fun. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. No, that's where that's where people were like. What's happening? Uh, something's <laughs> going on here. Then the third round, uh, uh-huh. because I had to go against Will and Dan. I beat, yeah, yeah. Them, okay. You're one of three. Okay. Mm-hmm. Doing that once the whole tournament is tough. Yeah. But I bust up into round three or sorry, round two of, uh, of I whiskey, she wines and, mm-hmm. uh, uh, what's his name? Cameron. Uh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Cameron. Um, and so I bust up in there and I'm like, give them both to me. You know what? Like blah, 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 blah. I'm like, let's go. Yeah. And so, yeah. So they tied, um, and due to a technicality. And then, so it's, I ha- I'm having to go, I'm one of three again mm-hmm. and I freaking slaughter town. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then, and then now everybody's like, I'm sorry. What yeah. is happening? right now and then what 25 points on the final round yeah but i mean i did i mean i did gamble (laughs) (laughs) hey it paid off that's you know that's what it's all about did Did i tell so i i've i don't know if i've said it on our channels yet i Mm -hmm. think i've just told it kind of like behind the music kind of not whatever behind the (laughs) whatever behind the music (laughs) what am i trying to say behind the the scenes yeah um So during that whole tournament, I we were backstage before we went live, and I was uh, I had two options to pour, um, because, but I only wanted to drink one during the whole mm-hmm. tournament because you know I don't want to like bounce back and forth and start figuring things out and somebody calling me out. So mm-hmm. I had two options I was going to do. It was Heaven Hill Bottle and Bond Seven Year, mm-hmm. and it was uh the tur- uh it was a wild turkey 10 year mm-hmm. um single barrel yep so i was like 
I, and I chose those two offerings because I was having such a hard time deciphering Heaven Hill and Turkey at the moment mm-hmm. during like a, a few rounds of me practicing. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to sip on one of those. So at least I can get acclimated. You know what yeah. I mean? Like if I'm going to pick one pour, at least, you know, I can have a strategic pick of my pour that I want to pour. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I did it and, um, it was the wrong decision because <laughs> 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 I picked the wild turkey, the Russell's 10, mm-hmm. uh, bourbon single barrel yeah. and B or two yeah. sample two was, and that was the one I had a hard time with. I had to skip it, you mm-hmm. know, as far as me guessing what the bottle was. Um, and I was all over the place on everything for that one. And it was Heaven Hill Ballin' and Bond seven year that I literally mm-hmm. had right here off mm-hmm. to the camera, <laughs> but I I chose the Russells uh-huh. Dagum sip on for the whole thing. You know, I'd been like, wait a second, did I pick up? Oh, you know, like <laughs> I, I would have been like I would I mean that I might have given it away at that point, but Kyle already knew that one the whole time. He he was mm-hmm. he had that one razor razor uh, zoned in. Yep. That yeah. One. Yeah. But, That's so funny. You know, that was a fun little story to get backstage there and be like, oh my gosh, y'all. <laughs> and I couldn't remember if it was like, yeah, I, it might've been on the live. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so Robbie, what I'm curious, what are you, what are you entry buzzing right now? Oh man. So this is a big day, right? We got mm-hmm. degrees. Big For deal. Sure. Yeah. We're going to drink some, uh, what are we, we're drinking a George T stag. Big deal. Boom. I got a little bit of A. Smith Bowman cask drink. I missed, out, I missed out recording with you guys because my flights got. Mm-hmm. Mixed Have up. you had that yet, Grease? The uh, this the um, cask strength A. Smith Bowman. Nope. I I'll talk not. to you afterwards. Uh, um. Uh, I saw it's Bourbon Night post something about it recently. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know if they. I don't know if that was just an Instagram update or if they were doing the live on it or what. I couldn't I mm-hmm. remember that, but yeah. I did see them post about it the other day. I was like, what in the, what the crap? Yeah. <laughs> I think I sent, I think I sent their Instagram like, like fire. What the heck is this? Or what? Uh, well, no, it's I'm, good. I'm excited to listen to Monday's episode because just mm-hmm. sampling it right now. I'm like, I'm, I'm curious to what, Has what you guys baby. say. Mm-hmm. It's, oh man, it is. Probably one of my favorite cast strength bourbons I've ever had. Oh yeah, so good. Oh, mm-hmm. super appley, delicious. Is it? You know, that's the thing about Ace with Bowman. Feeling good. Got so does it have some? Good. Does it have like some maltiness to it? Um, I like think what, it's more you know fruity. The Nashville? the Nashville, I'm guessing, is Nashville number two. Uh, then redistilled. Okay. Um, uh, I Brian was, was some sort of high malt thing because I get hmm. if there's some. Sometimes some of the malt will be like apple juice to me, like mm-hmm. like um, Macallan Twelve or whatever. Mm-hmm. That uh, is just like apple juice to me. Like I could I really might as, well, might as well just be apple juice to me. Really, I don't know. Scotch. I, I mean, too. it's a very good. It's very good apple juice. I always it's think of apple juice. I always think of Macallan Twelve as like uh, dried apricots. Um, but I always think of Nashville number one and Nashville number two as like pure apples, and even Nashville, even the weeded Nashville, dried pear. Uh huh. 
I can dig that. Actually, that that is one of the notes I gave for Ace with Bowman was dried pears or at least pears mixed with apples because mm-hmm. it was it was very different than just apples, um, which I can dig. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you know, do you know the story about Ace with Bowman of how they 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 don't source from Buffalo Trace, but they do get juice from Buffalo Trace and then right. redistill it a third time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. It's like a mama bird feeding a baby bird and that baby regurgitation. bird regurgitation. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's um, double regurgitation. <laughs> I don't care how many times you distill it, Buffalo Trace juice is probably pretty daggum good. Oh my goodness. <laughs> we I I hate to say it, like, but everyone knows you and I'll throw it in my basement closet. Oh yeah. And it's gonna daggum taste good. Lick it, it off the ground and it's amazing. It's gonna taste good yeah. too. Mm-hmm. It's like it's so yeah. stupid. I just you know, I, I it's so confusing with Buffalo Trace because mm-hmm. because they their distillate is so good because of across all of their brands everything it, everything, everything. Mm-hmm. just they can't keep their entry level product in not even ancient age is bad yeah. right no mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and so it's it's tough um, but then you go to um, then you start talking about how they age barrels and. Oh yeah, I mean, dude, I'm sorry. <laughs> Every other distillery out there in Kingdom Come has no idea, no idea how to age a weeded bourbon. Mm-mm. Y'all have no idea. <laughs> yeah, not even Stitzel Weller. <laughs> it's so bad. Yeah, it's so bad. Mm-hmm. Buffalo Trace weeded bourbon is incredible. Oh yeah, Maker's it, Mark also solid, but I I don't know I don't know of other ones right now that are that are crushing it consistently. I mean, I think you got a great point there. Is that you know when you look at um, the weeded mash bill, it's like I I might really go go you know solid with um, Maker's Mark cask, um, and even Maker's Mark. I could drink that over a lot of different base level products. Um, yeah, I mean, dude, their limited edition's great, but I mean, yeah. guys, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to call a specific distillery out, but there's, <laughs> there is a distillery that makes a weeded bourbon mm-hmm. age different amount of years in these really cool decanters mm-hmm. and all of them taste borderline, not great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> borderline sub good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that was my nickname in high they're school. They're all bog, <laughs> like for me and Will, they're almost if they were a hundred dollars, we would mm-hmm. say that's a bar. Yeah. Pass it a hundred and fifty? Like yeah. it's like I don't I mean as far as as far as to drink it. Yeah. To drink it. That's why I don't I've got one up here, you know, just sitting there. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. And with the I ain't, with the I ain't fitzy doing the stuff, tax trip, you know. Yeah. What I mean? Because yeah. my kids are eventually going to get that, and they'll be like, "Oh yeah, we could sell this for <laughs> you know forty thousand dollars." Hmm. Because I don't want to drink it. Yeah. I'm going to tell everybody right here, right now. If you've got one of those bottles that you think I might be describing, yeah, I got like some popcorn in my teeth. I'm sorry. There it is. Boom! I got it. <laughs> Nailed it. I was like, dude, it's. It's like punching my, it was punching my gums. And I was like, oh, right. the hey. I was like, no I got to get this out. I'm like, this looks mm-hmm. ridiculous. When I'm sorry, I got to make always welcome on our podcast. 
golly, but it, <laughs> I would say this, um, uh, hold on to them and don't drink them. Yeah. I mean, and they've, and I don't want people, people will throw down for them too. Yeah. I, uh, even, even, Here's I mean, the deal. To- I love that brand that mm-hmm. I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. They are, their me their PR team has been so good to us and they're, oh, they're that's great, cool. They're a great company and um and I will sing praises all around that. Oh yeah. All around the space. Until um but it's one of those things that I'm just like ah, just gotta they be could honest. they could it's do they could choose better decisions. It's too expensive. Make it's too expensive decisions. for me to say people by oh this is a buy. Yeah. Did I'm I buy it? Yes, but I I bought it before I knew <laughs> yeah. what I know. Mm-hmm. And so now it's it I mean it looks amazing <laughs> on the shelf. So I mean it does. you love that. Nice glass. Yeah. yeah. It's mm-hmm. a buy. It's a buy if you yeah. want to do that. But I can't re- I can't say it for the taste. Yeah, that's being, my that's I'm my status with the with the weeded ones of that of that range. But you know, the funny thing is, is like even Weller's special reserve. It's like pure Granny Smith apples to me, and it's amazing, incredible. I don't understand why people get upset about it. I no. understand. I understand people being upset about it being, you know, roughly six year a six year old weeder. Don't matter that people in New York City see in a liquor store for a thousand dollars. Like mm-hmm. that's stupid. Yeah. I understand mm-hmm. if that's your perception of Weller Special Reserve. I understand mm-hmm. why you're on Facebook groups and Reddit <laughs> just trashing it. You know what for I mean? Sure. I would trash it too. Oh yeah. You're not going to pay a thousand dollars for a six year old weeded no. bourbon. Yeah. That's ninety proof. Mm-hmm. We every. I mean, everybody would laugh. Yeah. So that's just if that's their perception of it, then great. At forty nine ninety nine. I'd pay. I that. mean, back in yeah. the day, it was fifteen dollars. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was like and eighteen. Was yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. At fifty dollars a week, a six-year-old weeded bourbon that's the same mash bill as yeah. other prestigious offerings. Mm. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. like why? Like why are you hating on that? Like that's somebody's closest thing to Pappy Van Winkle that they're going to get. Absolutely, or that they could afford. Mm-hmm. I don't hate that. I no. love that. It's so funny. It, it's a brand making something available to someone that you know might not be able to obtain the the other stuff, and it, and and yeah. too, it's all about you know money. But yeah, no, that's what it's. But sad, I, I would sad I would part. like to think that there is a like you know I I I would like to think that there is a heart behind those the big distilleries and and those big corporations of just mm-hmm. saying like hey you know this might not be obtainable for everybody, so we want to do a wide range of 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 offerings you know that, that's yeah. why i think that they have you know a bunch of different weller offerings too i yeah. mean just mm-hmm. a, i mean it's a it's diversification like but it's also like you know on a secondary evaluation like there's an obvious tier and yeah the way those separate from each other so yeah for sure i don't know anyway it's it's yeah. interesting to think about yeah for sure <laughs> yeah it's a sad thing you go hmm yeah so I guess we we did want this episode to be a little bit about George C. Stag, 2019, um, 116.9 proof. So at that point, boom. Um, hey, we have about the same amount left, Grease. Oh, there we go. Right in front of the camera. Mm-hmm. Um, 
What do you say we kill this bottle tonight? Uh, <laughs> my bottle's less fancy. Man, you know what? I was actually, I was actually talking to, uh, I was drinking with a buddy last night, and um, we were, we were, <laughs> this was last night. Holy cow! I love you. Yeah. Um. And uh, I was just talking. I was like, man, honestly, like the the nice stuff. Yeah. I don't. I don't really try to take more of it. Or if somebody comes up and offers me, you know, George T. Stag twenty twenty, mm-hmm. I will. I will. Either not. I won't refuse it, but I'll say, You'll hey, like literally protest. Like, yeah. Like literally, give me. Mm-hmm. the tiniest bit because i've already had it like i know yeah. what it is i know how That's good it is um so don't give me a bunch we can i can pour me a little bit of taste and a sip and we can make a memory but um i would i mean i that whiskey is so good and oh, so yeah. few people will ever get to try it so it's a good point I, I I just like for that person that's so generous and gracious that even offered me that, I would love for them to walk away and and have more to share yeah. with other people. Mm-hmm. Um just because I've had it. And mm-hmm. um it yeah. I mean it might so, sound dumb to do that. No, dude, no, no. Dude, I think uh good whistle drink it, you know. The perfect but, example is your you guys did an episode with or not an episode, a, a video with uh uh Freddie Johnson who is greater than all of us, to be honest, um, well, yeah, which everyone would agree to. special nook of heaven for that. Oh, man. my goodness. There's a room and a, and a lot of whiskey in that room for that man. Yep. Yeah. He's, a, he's an amazing, amazing, positive mm-hmm. uh, gift to society. And I'm sure you've met him in person, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. we, yeah. V- very early on, Mm-hmm. We um, we got to go and do a um, an interview with their like head of brands or something at nice. the time. Was it Chris? No, it was. What was? Oh gosh, he just recently was let the go off of bourbon. Says another, Josh Pence, another distillery, I think, or another marketing company. Uh-huh. I can't remember. Um, but we also got a tour uh, with. Uh, two different tour guides and nice. one of them was Freddie. And so we oh. got to mic him up uh, and do so a tasting and do a tasting with Freddie. So mm-hmm. that was legendary. Uh, but oh here's the big deal. Mm-hmm. This I didn't tell you this. That those files were saved on Will's computer and his no. computer crashed like two weeks later. That's he, right. You said that on that episode or that, that we video. never we don't have that audio. That we sucks. don't have that audio of that interview or the whole tour with Freddie and dude, like I don't know of many people that had mic'd him up for a tour before, you know? So it, it was such a big deal to us and we had that and, you know, and the tastings and stuff and, uh, it would have He's been such a legend, you know, just the, just the growth we could have had from that, you know, of just oh being so early. That was five years ago, you know? Wow. So, um that would have been really awesome but we lost the files it was very <laughs> very much a bummer mm-hmm. um, that pales but in apparently i made a mark because he remembered me no like way years later that's so <laughs> yeah. cool he's like oh yeah i know you grace oh yeah. oh wow oh, lord grace you know like, whatever so yeah yeah totally freddie johnson like big daddy or something like that <laughs> oh my gosh 
Do, oh my goodness. Um, I, so he's the real deal. Oh, absolutely. Um, I was messaging with him, mm-hmm. uh, booking him for the drink and with show that you were talking about. Yeah. And I literally, um, he was, we had just booked it and we were doing it. And he said, I wish my dad could see me oh. uh, be a part of all of this. Like, this is so much, this is so great. Thank you so yeah. much. And I'm just like, are you kidding? <laughs> okay. Yeah. That, I mean, it's just like, I was, and I'm like, it's just, a, he's not, he's just doing it in a message. No, absolutely. He's yeah. not on a podcast. He's not yeah. in front of a big video and he's literally just thinking about his dad and loving on his dad. So, I mean, th- those so stories cool. about him and his dad mm-hmm. and like the history of that distillery, like yeah. it's just, it's just a part of, it's legit a part of who he is. Oh yeah. He is not, he, he happened to be an endearing character um, before, you know, becoming famous based on it you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so he's not you know he's 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 the real deal so anyway when i got to go uh i i had some connections at buffalo trace before uh we started the podcast and um and i hit up my connections there and he's like yeah i'll set you up with with freddie to do a tour for you and then you can get a uh, private tour afterwards and it was just me my wife and my father-in-law and freddie like drives us around the whole distillery and and i was he's like where do you want to go and i'm like dude i'll take anything but i i really want to check out warehouse x and he like drove me to warehouse x and do, do, have, are you familiar grease uh we i don't know if i remember you would have if, you remember this one it's like it a, purely it a- experimental it was on the hill, um, okay. and it was a We've small, small warehouse, and uh, it was it was probably one of the smallest warehouses they have. But they have, um, oh, like do they purely call it the experimental. Farm? I don't think so. We're gonna take um, them up to the farm. It was like purely experimental barrels. Everything aging in that warehouse was like infrared and uh okay so like are, that. are you talking about with the, like the cryo chamber in it or whatever the big vault probably it had a big uh barred door entrance yeah yeah and then mm-hmm. it, it looked like a vault like and you spun the thing and you opened it up probably it, it's a yeah huge freezer okay um, and they have it set at 45 degrees constantly that sounds about right yeah mm-hmm. and they are aging yeah and they're aging it up you know, mm. crazy years. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, we saw something in there that was fifty years old, or it was, no, it was. Um, Gotta love Buffalo Trace. It was. Uh, oh, golly, it might have been. That sounds about right, to be it, honest. Was, I want to say it was about fifty years old. Mm-hmm. I remember yeah. seeing nineteen eighty one something. Wow. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's dude, there's. And it's experimental. It's like how mm-hmm. for for science, how oh, yeah. you know, because they're not doing that, you know, for them to put it in a bottle and sell it for a million dollars. They're just figuring out what works. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's mm-hmm. what's happening. They are literally building yeah. for Buffalo what Buffalo Trace looks like in a hundred yeah. years. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Honor tradition, crazy. embrace change. Yeah. 
Like I love it. Y'all are not going to, no one working there is going to be a part of what is happening in that vault. Oh, for sure. No one. I love that. Um, they're going to get it out. They're going to look at their notes. They're going to, you know, develop it, maybe tweak mm -hmm. it here and there. I mean, there's going to be some decisions based on those futuristic people that I don't know who they're going to be, <laughs> but dude, they're going to, they're going to pop open that hundred year, you know, Pappy Van Winkle. Yeah. Aged at 45 degrees. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For, you know, a hundred years. Yeah. But, which is like the most appropriate drinking of a Pappy Van Winkle, right? hundred years goes to sleep, wakes up in a hundred years. Uh -huh. There you go. Yeah. It's so yeah. dang literal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing is like, they are so like, even their, even their single Oak project. Do you have any of their bottles? Degrees? I've had my them. goodness. Um, uh, the, um, I don't have them. we, I got a barrel 16 recently. Um, Oh, Joel Bradbury joined in. Um, but, uh, I have a barrel 16. It It is the top three bourbons I've ever had. And the fact that like the, 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 what is a barrel 80, uh, is there like honey hole where they're just going to continue to make a very special release based on the, the variables that came into barrel number 80. So cool to me. I, I would imagine you guys would get one of those samples for barrel number 80 there when they, I want to say it was 2025. They'll have that available and I would mm -hmm. die for that bottle. Yeah. You're going to have to remind well, me. I'll, I'll, I'll send you a text. <laughs> so speaking of, uh, so we'll Cole and I were in Vegas this weekend mm -hmm. and uh, Cole, Cole left and I was like, all right, well, I'm just kind of chill. And I was at the pool and I overheard people talking and it was this guy named Billy something from North Carolina. And he was talking about how he doesn't believe anything unless he sees it. So I was like, and then he like made system like, I don't believe in dinosaurs, whatever. And I laughed out loud. They saw me laugh out loud. So I joined the conversation. I move up to the pool. Dude, and we start talking. Dude, dinosaur belief is like, like a red line for a lot of people. Is it really? <laughs> I did I not no know idea. this. Okay. Robbie. I'm dead serious. It's a whole, <laughs> it's a whole, it's a whole weird thing. I thought you knew that. I thought that's why you mentioned that. I would have, I had no idea. I'm like, okay. So some people just completely deny like the devil Dude, planted fossils dedicated to the discussion <laughs> of like, I'm going to pull you one way. No, I'm going to pull you back to reality. Like flat earthers almost. Yes. Yeah. It's exactly like flat earth. Uh -huh. except it's like, I don't believe in well, dinosaurs. That's the thing. So I was like, so, okay. So I was like, so what do you, what do you believe in Billy? And he was like, I believe in alimony. And that was it. Oh, so wow. It was, really, it was hard to have a conversation. But anyway, so like, then like, you start talking <laughs> about whiskey. And uh, I was like, uh, you started talking about the single oak project. And we were talking about the barrels and stuff like that. And I was like, well, you know, Buffalo Trace does this project where they like variables and they f try to figure out where the best whiskey comes from. Like, cast wow. Wise. You brought into a dinosaur uh, conversation, single oak project. Well, I'm impressed. Dinosaur, the dinosaur brought me in, you know? Uh, <laughs> well, like single oak kind of just feels like it should be a like a name of a fossil. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, that's yeah. a single oak fossil. So then yeah. it comes back. Billy, apparently, he's like, all trees are the same. No. Because I, I do landscaping and I cut down trees. Oak and, I asked and Billy, the top and the bottom are different. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, that's all I have to contribute to the conversation. <laughs> you two, you two get back to talking about like real whiskey things, but like, yeah, Billy no. was like, no, trees are all the same. But I was like, that's the cool thing about like, you know, even if trees were the same, 
Yeah. And the casks were the same. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. Buffalo Trace is figuring it out, man. Yeah. Well, and it's yeah. so bizarre. I mean, when you pick a single barrel at Buffalo Trace, I mean, none of them are alike. No. Mm-mm. You know, there might be one that's more in the pocket, you know, and there's going to be some ones that are off profile. Um, but they're all just so different and they're literally sister barrels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, what on right God's is happening? Like, how mm-hmm. does that even work? I don't know. <laughs> but I love that. Yeah. I love that. Sadly, but also not sadly, the best uh, Buffalo Trace pick I've ever had was a total wine pick. Oh, it was incredible. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. I mean, no. they've got, they've had some great picks. I mean, think yeah. about Benny's. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they have some incredible picks. I mean, mm-hmm. those big, those big stores that just move so much product for these distilleries. They have the best pick of the uh, yeah. barrels they do get. Yeah. They're just going to make sure that, hey, we're throwing you four honey barrels into this pick. Oh, for pick sure. You know what I mean? Like oh, it yeah. could be like that. So um, I'm not saying they do that. Um, some of y'all might think that I'm saying that I know that for sure, but no, I don't know that for sure, but I'm just saying, (laughs) or they have some really good people picking for them. Yeah. Yeah. The funny thing is when you see like Harlan is picking for them and I'm like, I don't know if I should trust that or not. I don't know what you think of that grease, but when I I actually don't like uh, distiller picks. Yeah, um, I would agree with you. I, I think that's like, in a way. Love you know. Brent Elliott. Don't like his picks. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, I love, I love all the distill master distillers. I totally. really do. Like, I don't have any. Like, I don't have anything against any of them. Um, but the here's the deal, dude. They, they, they tend to pick on profile. Mm-hmm. Um, when Jeff Arnett was at Jack Daniels, I mean, mm-hmm. we got a barrel pick, uh, that we, um, were a part of and sent from him. And it was just like, not as good as a store pick. N- exactly. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, hands down. It was mm-hmm. just so in the pocket, Brown Foreman, banana, you know, it was mm-hmm. just like hundred percent candy. No, banana. Like, I want, yeah. I want, I want to dive into Jack Daniels barrel proof and it mm-hmm. tastes like George T. Stag. Mm-hmm. You know yeah, what I mean? totally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cheers. Mean, or sorry, they're gonna get mad at me too. Dad go, everybody's gonna get mad at me. Jack Daniels, your barrel proof is insane. I'm just saying oh, it's always like, good hey, though. Your Jack Daniels barrel proof, in my mind, is the caliber of one of the biggest distilleries oh, yeah. edition brands. That's what mm-hmm. I'm a that's so that's a compliment for both people. I'm oh, comparing absolutely. things to a great whiskey like George C. Stagg, mm-hmm. but then I'm also saying, hey, Jack Daniels, you're selling yourself short because I think it's as good as this. So Yeah, totally. If Jack Daniels, if you're watching, we thank love you, you so much for having us on Around the Barrel. <laughs> we loved y'all. We we still love y'all. So. We'll still rep y'all. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I love Jack. Dude, Jack Daniels is going to own, own the store pick once all of this... Mm-hmm. Once all of this um, distillate from, you know, I mean, so many different brokers and, uh, you know, craft distilleries have bought up all of this stock, you know, and yeah, um, it, it, you know, you, you can't, you know, you can't keep sourcing from Barton. Barton's going to run out like this yeah. stuff takes time mm-hmm. and rewind a year ago. There is 40 other brands on that shelf right now. 
Yeah. That we've mm-hmm. never even seen, but it's, you know, it's, it's Barton. It's heaven Hill. It's, you know, beam it's MGP. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of those bigger distilleries have, you know, allotments for, you know, for brokerage or whatever it is for them to be able to broker barrels and, you know, acquire them and all this other stuff. So, um, that's why they're, I mean, that's why they're building these huge, 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 um, Rick houses and a ton yeah. of them mm-hmm. because not only do you have everybody liking whiskey, mm-hmm. you have all of these brands wanting to not, Oh, I sell out a barrel. Oh, I'm a retailer and you sell out a barrel. Like mm-hmm. the distillery finds value in that. Yes. Great. Or whatever. But there's this whole other market that's just sitting there like waiting for barrels that you could literally offload a hundred thousand barrels in a day. Yeah. You know, that's insane. That's, that's crazy money. Yeah. Okay. So not only are they dealing with a whole big cultural shift, even world shift, everybody got online during the pandemic. Oh, for you sure. You know why whiskey prices are going crazy? Because countries like Australia mm-hmm. have been locked down for freaking ever and they're online. Yeah. And they're Shout seeing to all of this, all of these whiskey tube channels, all of these reviews of, mm-hmm. of bourbon, of rye. Look at Blanton's a year ago. Oh, for sure. Blant- or Blanton's a year and a half ago before the, the lockdown. Mm-hmm. What were you paying for it? And, 65. And upset, and upset yeah. about it. Mm-hmm. Like 75 bucks when it's oh, like yeah. 60. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or 85 bucks when it's 60. Yeah. Now? Okay. Good, Good luck. luck. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then, so, and that's, and that's just one brand. Now it happens to be, you know, a very popular brand. But I mean, look at, Look at I have an EH Taylor tornado behind me. Whoo! Two years ago, two years oh, ago, that thing was got to be like five, five, six thousand. Yeah, it's it's. I've seen one go for eighty five hundred. Some Woo! people are saying it could fetch nine or ten. Wow! But we Do you have any it. old fashioned? We opened it at Whiskey Weekend Batch Three. Good, so good. We took a little sip. Hmm. So I ain't selling it for ten. You don't? Do you have any old fashioned sour mash? Um. Well, I used to. Uh-huh. Was, good, good. I, I can't. I can't tell you who provided it or how I got mm-hmm. it. <laughs> so my homeboy um, got a bottle, and it, he got it. Get this at four grand. And oh, and in a way, it's like I don't want to rep that. I don't want to like say that like four grand was a a steal. Uh, but at was. this point, four grand is a steal for old fashioned right. sour mash. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I remember, I remember when it was 1700 and I was like, oh my, my goodness. Gosh, yeah. I remember I got cured Oak for, uh, I traded it for a $80 bottle. And now it's like, what is cured Oak running for? Like, uh, the three, three grand probably or four, I, two, I, two, I think five I've seen mid twos. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it could be at three I now. Guess. I don't. Yeah. Mm hmm. But yeah, but I, it sucks. It's, yeah, it's, it's nuts. Yeah, I don't really follow Cured Oak because I yeah cashed that bottle the other day. But it's it. I was disappointed. Uh, my I used to work at a whiskey bar with about eight hundred bottles of whiskey on the shelf, and my boss who owned the bar said that was the best whiskey he'd ever have. And you know, like some people that might very well fit in their in their palate range. Here's yeah. what I think happened with him. Yeah, conditions were right. Hmm. It is a very 
memorable pour. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's very a cherry memorable bomb. pour. Yeah. So you have to think. The psychology of that is you're in a bar. The weather's amazing outside. Yeah. You grab that cured oak and you try it and you're like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Because it's mm. memorable, right? Oh, absolutely. And so now, you know, that that's why I'm like, if someone says, oh my gosh, it's the best whiskey I've ever had. I'm like, man, that's awesome. Because Good there's probably a memory associated with it. Yeah. Absolutely. Freddie Johnson style. Yeah. There, it, there's got it. There's got to be. Yeah. I mean, I, lo I love I, Platte Valley McCormick corn whiskey because mm -hmm. that was my dad's. Yeah. That right? was his dad's pick. And it's not a great whiskey, but you know what? That's one of my favorites. So yeah, you're right. Like yeah. whiskey, it's about, it's about the, you know, it's about the meaning it. sometimes. Yeah. Yep. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I had, um, Nictor's 25 with, uh, yeah, with Will at whiskey weekend. Mm -hmm. Same. I mean, it was with, um, Dan and Julie like who's, nice. you know, become some really great friends and they're super generous people and they just provide us with us. And I'll, mm -hmm. I'll remember that moment. That was a fun moment. That's cool. And then, um, that same weekend, his name's Andrew. Um, mm -hmm. he gave us some 25 year old Stutzel Weller. Holy crap. And, uh, will it, uh, single barrel. Holy will crap. And I mean, it was incredible, mm -hmm. but in those moments, I'm, I'm at whiskey weekend. I'm at, I'm with people. I'm in front of them. It's not on a, it's not on a zoom meeting. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, it, yeah. it could be, um, but I'm just saying like those special pores that you're just going to remember for the rest of your life. It's because you were doing something. Yeah. It was the moment with it. You know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you're also going to have that condition of saying, this is the greatest whiskey I've ever had. You know yeah. why? Because it's associated with probably a really great memory, if not the best memory you have in whiskey. Yeah. And and that's my thing is like I, I um if you were to ask me, like, Cole, what's your what's your favorite whiskey of all time? It's uh Cole, what's your favorite whiskey of all time? Oh, I'm glad you asked. It's uh <laughs> Eagle Rare 17, 2015, which was uh you know, a 90 proofer that that meant so much to me. Uh, Grease is giving me the look. <laughs> so, but th that that's the 90, thing. It's like that ninety-proof garbage, <laughs> <laughs> not the one hundred one proof. Yeah, no, it, yeah. and that's the thing is like I don't even like I, I'm careful who I say that to because people will almost judge me for the ninety-proof garbage, you know. And no, but for it, me, it was not. It was not. no. It was yeah, incredible. Yeah, I got you. It was so good. <laughs> And, no, and to be I don't honest, want to say that I was just giving even even the 2020 uh, Eagle Rare 17 was not better than the 2015 to me because that was a bottle that when I before we even started the podcast, I wrote a blog and the blog was in search of basically Eagle Rare 17. And it was in 2015. And I used to like basically follow this um, liquor store in Colorado at one point that like we were really like everything we were doing was in pursuit of Ego Rare 17 because at one point at a bar, I had had Ego Rare 17, 2014 at that point. And I was like, this was honestly one of the best whiskeys I've ever had. And so I was like seeking it out. And so like the story was that I finally got it with my own money at retail <laughs> from like, no, it's just funny. Like you, you right. say that, but it's like, it's, it's got the it journey is I stole someone's. Yeah. Cause money. I beat someone no, up. Use your own yeah. money. Use your own money. Yeah. 
No, but it was it was like to me, it was more than and that's why I say, like, sure, is you know, like if I were to say what's the best whiskey I've ever had, it's different than my favorite whiskey because there's a story behind it. And that so much fits Freddie Johnson in saying, like, it's more than just what you're drinking. It's the story or the people you're drinking it with, which is so cool to me. And that's why I loved your episode or your your video. Uh, with freddie johnson because he's a firm believer in open that bottle and drink it with your favorite people and that's what it's all about is like the journey the people and that's what i love so yeah yeah i mean that that's yeah you're exactly right i mean Mm -hmm. um our whiskey weekends or whatever some of my favorite totally it's it's basically a family reunion at this point (laughs) exactly Um, and you know, there's going to be a lot of new people coming next year because we just we made space for it. But oh, I love it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's a family reunion. It's a mm-hmm. you know, community becomes family very quickly if you allow it to. So oh, absolutely, um, and that's our thing. Even with with chill filtered, is like we have what we call our OGs, and we have our our supporters. Otherwise, and it's just like we're down to we're down to just be a part of that, you know? And, and even, even one of our recent uh, Patreon people was like, it's all about the community and you guys have built a community. That is something that I fit into. And, and to be honest, I I think that this one I'm talking about is also, yeah, actually I'm a hundred percent positive that he is a, um, at least a a podcast supporter but it's like the community we built build is more important than anything we're drinking, uh, which is so cool to me, I guess. I, I, yeah, uh, I mean, we would uh, I would still be into whiskey and have these whiskey friends if we just had, you know, 100 Hill bottle and bond six year. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Like, yeah. Man, I really love bourbon. The only one, <laughs> the only one we wrong. get to have. Yeah, it's so totally. good. So, what's, no, what's, I mean, half our conversations, uh, you know, on Zoom and stuff like that, and our mm-hmm. town hall and VBN and stuff, um, or it's not about whiskey. Mm-hmm. We start off by saying, "Hey, what's everybody drinking?" That's the only whiskey mm-hmm. question we really have. I so, love that. Um, yeah. So, what's the best whiskey? The one that's in your glass, man. Yeah, the one you're drinking with friends. Yeah, I don't know. George C. Stack 2020 is pretty daggum good. Yeah, <laughs> it good. no, it, it definitely beat out the 2019 that we're drinking right now. Um, yeah. What oh, did we, uh, although, okay, Grease, what is your anti-collection um, 2020 favorite? Because we drank them all. We got we got the samples provided from Buffalo oh, yeah. last year. Yes. Um, we recorded it. Um, it. We actually had a... Um, it's a BTAC barn night. It was one nice. of just doing um, just a podcast only. Mm-hmm. But it was this past uh, September, October. Yeah, totally. Yep. Um, and uh, and yeah, so we got to do the whole lineup on there um, because of our buddy uh, Joshua Steely at Buffalo Trace. And, Love it. Yeah, we got um, a connection too. Yeah, and so um, George C. Stagg was... They were all fabulous. They were mm-hmm. all good, obviously. But George C. Stagg was just in another league in 2020. I think that was oh, our okay. second place this year. We we yeah. actually chose uh, the SAS 18. Yeah, was just phenomenal. I couldn't get over. I couldn't. So the nose on 2020 mm-hmm. SAS mm-hmm. was stupid. 
Mm-hmm. If you just if you just lived there, yeah, you're good. It was what like I, and the strawberry was syrup. Great. The palate was great. Mm-hmm. It was just the finish was way too short for an 18 year old candy. Sadly, ride. I'm with yeah. you actually. Okay. Um, so that's why that was a big reason while why Saz just kind of got the boot for me at mm-hmm. least at least two slots. Number one, um, only because I'm just like the amount of money it costs to get this bottle. 18 freaking years. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I want to, I want to be tasting this thing for at least a minute after. Yeah. You know, like, that's a good I, point. It's just all about an experience for me. I would take, I would take the finish over, you know, any other probably proponent of the mm-hmm. whiskey as far as kind of what's important to me. Um, maybe even some more of the mouthfeel, but I, you know, the viscous oily, like syrupy, like complex, like the mm-hmm. complexity of that. Like I, I love, I love those characters um, oh, in, totally. in older whiskeys. And I just, it Saz 18 for me was a flavor bomb. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like fruit striped gum. Oh, that's a hundred percent it. Stripes. Yeah, it's exactly. Stripes. That's exactly right. It is a bam! Holy crap! This is amazing. Yeah, and it's done. Yeah. So okay. that's a good point. I but should, here's the deal, dude. I, wish I could like, revisit stripe fruit stripe gum is amazing. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, For, if you have a whole pack of them. Yep. Yeah. Two packs, three packs. You know. Yep. But if you just have one. <laughs> yeah, I think our breakdown was Saz 18, Stag, Weller, Eagle Rare, and then, um, of course, Handy. Handy was I think Handy, a disappointment Eagle this year. Eagle Rare and Saz 18 were, I think Saz 18 was fifth for me. Really? Actually, for the whole panel. Uh-huh. Uh, Eagle Rare was fourth. Yeah, that was us. Mm. William LaRue. Uh, a second, Handy was third, and then George Eastside was first. I'm 99% Handy, sure. Handy was rough this year, to be yeah, honest. I mean, <laughs> I, I, yeah. I wouldn't call it, I mean, I don't know if it was rough. I would yeah. say, I would just say that it didn't have the candied element yeah. that it's mm-hmm. had in the past. That's a great point. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I don't know, you know, it's six years, you know, yeah. we know that, but it's, it's, I don't know. I mean, they probably just had some uh, six and a half. I don't. I don't know. I mean, it could be like a. It could be a Rick House location for those. It could have been hundred percent. I don't know. Yeah. But it it just it lacked the candied element. Yeah, um, which I look for in a in a cash strength rye for yeah, sure. Hundred percent. Um. So real quick, as we're finishing up this episode, um, we are skipping the... Because we've already done history on George C. Stagg 2019. We've already done history on 2020 and on 2018. Um, but... Um, so we're going to skip the episode or the history. And we're also going to skip Whis- Whiskey World News, uh, which we had already intended to. But Grease... Uh, we News do a- flash. Grease yeah, one new- Matt Madness, Savant Yes, yeah, <laughs> which leads to podcast.com. Um we we normally do a that segment Grease, of our show. What's that? <laughs> so that Grease, he's a thinker. <laughs> you are so a thinker, uh, Grease. Um, <clears throat> we um we we normally do a segment of our show called What Whiskey Would You Choose? 
And I'm going to send this over to Robbie to explain this week. All right. It's time for part of the show where we haven't had a break and we're way off of our regular element. Way here, off. It's time for what whiskey would you choose? Do we have one from last week? No, because nope. all we've done has been drinking and having a good time. Mm-hmm. So I'm not even going to get into that. Um, <clears throat> so part of our show, we propose some sort of scenario or element. Yeah. And we just talk about it. So this week's what whiskey would you choose is what whiskey introduced you or made you realize like, oh man, like this is a note that I can get from whiskey. Yeah. Um, the first one. Yeah. The first one. Like, so like what whiskey did you realize where you could start picking out sherry butts? Yeah. I go nuts. I for go sherry nuts butts. for sherry butts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too, man. So yeah. anyway, where's the first, what's the first whiskey that you could pick? Where it's like, oh man, like I know what sherry finished whiskey yeah. is right now. So mm. I know mine. Cole. I know mine. You know yours. I'll, I'll let you talk a little bit. Cole Grease, you can think about yours a little bit. But what yeah. whiskey did you start drinking where you were like, oh gosh, I can tell a little bit of sherry butts in this. Yeah. It's me nuts. So I have a good uh, example. Who's sherry? <laughs> Who's sherry? Oh. So there's a sherry butts PhD. If you look on in, in or what is it? Uh, LinkedIn.com. Uh, we're trying to we get on that out after many, many episodes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, no, mine is actually, uh, it's between two, but I'm going to lean. So I'm, I'll tell you what both of them are, but I'll tell you which one I definitely chose after, after both of them. Um, that is Glendronic, uh, a scotch, uh, 18 year. They have a, I want to say, uh, Pedro Jimenez. Um, I might be wrong on that, but uh, Sherry Finish. And it was it was something else. But the real uh, whiskey that really brought me like the the total like like was set aside what a Sherry Finish should be was actually another Scotch Abelor uh, Abuna, hundred okay. percent Sherry Bomb. Um. It'll it'll give you a reckoning in the sherry finish realm. So that's that's the one I go for with the one that taught me at least, at least about sherry finish. So yeah, okay. What do you think? So mine is, and no surprise to our listeners, Balvenie Twelve. Like that was oh good stuff. Yeah, as soon as yeah, I, I when I think of sherry butts driving me nuts, I'm oh, I'm all about that Balvenie Twelve. Mm-hmm. It's got like perfect grapiness, roundness, like that. plumpness. Balvenie 12 drives me nuts for sherry mm-hmm. butts. Grease, any whiskey come think? to mind for you? I don't know. You I'm all hot butt? and bothered over here. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're probably in the bourbon realm. What, what oh, do you think? Steamy sherry butts. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't even know. Were we supposed to do it specifically for sherry? Yeah, yeah. What was like the whiskey that really taught you about sherry? Cause you, um, but but you are you are a big bourbon drinker, mm-hmm. right? You guys. I mean, the only bourbon. sherry finish that I, I can't. I've had like two. I mean, I had the Bell Mead one. Um, they do okay. a sherry, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Like right now, I don't know. I wouldn't know how to pick out sherry necessarily. Thank mm-hmm. you. So I haven't okay, had so- enough of them to. I appreciate this because you are like you and Cole carried this episode because you guys are like 
knowledge of this, knowledge of that. Here's something else. And I'm like, Billy from North Carolina, right? <laughs> so typically Cole poses these questions to me and it's, he, you know, like last week he was like, what was this note? That, you know, I'm like, I don't remember. I don't remember these things. So the mm -hmm. fact that you're like, I don't know, that makes me feel better. So Grease, thanks, mm -hmm. man. I feel better about myself because you're, you're not quite sure yet. So, yeah, I mean, you know, Fred, Let me think what are some bourbons? Like, Dude, I got you. Yeah. Um, I feel but, like, uh, uh, Jefferson's has had a few sherry finish release, but I might be wrong. No, uh, they have Groth. 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 Cast Cabernet. Yeah, which finished. is a Cabernet. Mm -hmm. What other bourbons? Because for our listeners out there, Grease is much more of a bourbon connoisseur than a yeah general whiskey like 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 he's more of a bourbon connoisseur than a scotch connoisseur yeah, which we I mean, both listed at this point and i am no connoisseur <laughs> nah you're <a> connoisseur <laughs> you know if if you just opened it up to like what you know uh what things that i gravitated towards to experience a certain profile or taste mm -hmm. that i was aware of i would say Early on, uh, mellow corn was something that I went to just to pick up on corn notes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so something, and and you're gonna get that, you know, when the mat, you know, there's a few things that can you can train yourself in that way. Like if I'm picking up a lot of corn, you know, that means mm -hmm. it's it's not a rye. Um, oh. it means you know. I mean, it could, it could, it could have some youngness to it. Mm -hmm. Um, because I mean, there's some higher age, just corn whiskey that, you know, has, has some different notes to it, but mellow corn was, is just a really easy. And, and when I'm taking people like for the first time, like, well, I don't know anything about bourbon. Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, it's made with 51% corn. Yeah. Let me pour you something right now. That's going to tell you what corn tastes like. And it's mellow corn. So that's when, when, when someone comes up to me and be like, I, I've never had bourbon. Like, can you, can you just, can you do a tasting? And I'm like, yes, I can. And we're going to mm. start with mellow corn every time. That's great. Mm -hmm. Because it, it just starts, it just starts getting you. And then I, and then I'll probably move to, okay, now staying. And, and then I would also explain to them bottled, bottled and bond, what that means. Mm -hmm. Cause there's a lot of stuff around that. Then your second pour always do for new uh, whiskey drinkers or bourbon and rye drinkers. Mm -hmm. um, I do Rittenhouse Rye. It, it's a bottle and bond product. Rittenhouse bottle and bond is amazing. So now they're now they're going from corn to rye. Mm -hmm. So you're so you're just experiencing a completely 360. Yeah. One two, and right then and there, a new whiskey drinker says, "There is so much to explore here." Totally. It's not just do you drink bourbon. Mm. So anyway, the first tasting is always fun. No, I love that. Absolutely. I love showing people some good stuff. And it's funny. We've actually one of the previous world whiskeys or whiskey would chooses have been like, what is a introductory bottle for you where you can show your friends and not scare them away? Uh, which I, I honestly believe that, especially um, old, like, um, like some of these ones, like, like old overhaul bottled and bond. So good for a rye, like base rye for like less than 30 bucks easily. Uh, stuff like that. It can be um, really good. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and Bellish Pod said Magnus. Um, they have a sherry and cognac finish. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yep. No, I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I've had that one. I've had cigar blend. What do you think of cigar blend? I'm curious. It was good. I, yeah, yeah. I, that's I kind of what I right think. Then though, I wasn't like got to have it. No, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, but yeah, it was good. Yeah, I, I'm with I you. I actually don't like. I like drinking bright whiskey with cigars. I like that. I, I like that like, a lot. I don't like a dense. I don't. I don't want it. I don't want a molasses. I don't want a uh, you know uh, an oaky rich bourbon. I can get behind that. Yeah, especially yeah. for yeah, like cigars and stuff. Yeah, I'm yeah. with you. I like something um, bright. Like, give me, give me a, you know, give me a. A small batch select four roses. Oh, that sounds stuff. great. Which finally came to Arizona in the last six months. Yeah, which was sad that it took that long. I um, do think that Weller Twelve nice. is is perfectly matched with a cigar. Mm-hmm. But it it doesn't. It's not going to stand out. I don't think they're mm-hmm. going to because you want to me. I want to be pulled like this. Yeah, because the mm-hmm. further away you get pulled away from your cigar, mm-hmm. the 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 and then you hit it again, like you get pulled into those flavors, like you're yeah. experiencing it new again, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's the same thing with the whiskey. So I like to ping pong back as, as, as far different profiles as I possibly can. Yeah. Um, and so, but Weller 12, it being a weeded bourbon, it's a little sweet. So, mm-hmm. you know, you could, if you got a real peppery cigar or something like that, that might mm-hmm. kind of help it balance a little bit, you know, but. The last anyway. cigar I had was with uh, Michter's Toasted, but w- from the original 2014 mm. uh, bottle. My goodness. Amazing. Okay, cool. Um, but, uh, okay, 2014. Yeah, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a big deal over <laughs> here drinking the 2014 Michter's Toasted Barrel. Oh my uh, no, but. Uh, oh, I want to just, I mean smart i can't see your whiskey so like i'm not gonna like come and you know take it from you but uh i feel like you've got some good stuff in the closet oh bro that might sound weird i know you know you're allowed to grab from my closet grease (laughs) no no but that's the thing and so do you know have you had the 2014 uh toasted um no, Cole, I'm not that cool. <laughs> I don't understand. Like, that's how what? Cole no, I'm not. I'm not going to be like, hey, man, give me that 2014 toast. Oh, now, here's the bro. deal. I'm going to get it a text so from much better than the soon, like, you've tasted it, you dumb dumb. Uh-huh. Yeah, and totally. I'm pretty sure I don't. I'm pretty sure I, that I haven't. No. Mm-hmm. So, but, so I got to point out real quick. Mm-hmm. The Grease is up there and obviously has like his visuals on point. Oh, like, beautiful. I mean, he's got a tornado behind him. Behind him. Yeah, oh God, the Kentucky Owls. Yeah, and I've got yeah. somebody like manning the camera. Uh-huh. <laughs> so like, and then, here's, <laughs> I, I mean, I got what I got here. Like, you, like possibly, you can't really see what I got up here. But Cole, are you a bachelor living by yourself with a bed on the floor? What's going on back there, man? No, so this is... <laughs> so... Uh, we recently took house. away. Yeah, exactly. No, we recently took away the. Um, we had a uh, shelf back here, but we just sold it on Craigslist, basically. Uh, so it makes basically. it look even You're more. Like, hey, um, 
out of all the weeks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Out of all the weeks, you get rid of that my daggum whiskey cabinet furniture. Yeah. No, that's what I got to do. Is we actually have a killer, um, like hutch, where we got. I mean, I have like I showed you Grease, oh, like my sixty plus bottles that I got behind me, um, which is super cool. But it's nothing compared to Grease's shelf behind him. Um, but yeah, it kind of looks pretty bare. This is our guest room, theoretically, with my, um, this is where I work typically. Uh, so yeah, it's not too, uh, attractive yeah, altogether. Yeah, there's, there's nothing offensive, uh, mm-hmm. as far as a work zoom call chat. Yeah, yeah exactly. So no one's going to get, there. uh, stressed out about what's behind me in this, uh, view. So. Unless you're like wife, like just like walks by like in a robe or something. Uh, oh, totally. <laughs> Sorry. Like Heather, keep moving. Yeah. Whoa, no. Sherry Butts. Yeah, sh- <laughs> Sherry Butts drive me nuts. <laughs> All right, <going> Sherry. <laughs> oh well, you know what? Like we're 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 getting a little long here. Uh, not our typical episode. Uh, yeah. We we'll close it out in true chill filter fashion. Oh, totally. Uh, so you know, Grease, gotta say thank you so much for uh for just giving us this opportunity to talk with you and hang with you like yeah, honestly man, thank you big deal for us it's, oh, a, it's, seriously. A, it's a bucket list kind of a thing for our podcast absolutely to be well, honest, we need to do I, it again when uh when will can get on here too that'd be fun oh we love oh. that let us yeah, know we'll, we'll we be in it. man yeah absolutely. sounds awesome and then y'all and then we'll just record our show as well we can do like a back to back like we do with blue collar that'd be fun. oh, oh boy I, then I gotta then I gotta start doing some research here. I gotta get a little smarter for this. But uh anyway, appreciate it, man. Like it's a bucket list thing for us. Like this, like I often say in our podcast, I, I've said many times before, uh, we're not the preeminent whiskey podcast, but thanks for listening to mm. us. But and when I say preeminent, like that's you, man. No, hundred so percent podcast. Podcast yeah. for sure. So mm. anyway, uh, very cute. And so <laughs> we're <laughs> We'll go and close out in chill filter form where we talk about hope and we hope for each other. So, uh, you know, Grease, I hope we get to have you on here soon. Cole, I hope your uh, visuals and mine as well pick up for the next time we go YouTube live. Yeah, and I hope that uh, Grease had a good time. I hope that George C. Sag 2019 was mostly finished tonight, but I don't know if I can finish this all tonight, but uh, I'll let you finish, uh, Robbie. <laughs> I'll, shoot, I'll, I'll shoot it. Yeah, yeah, shoot it. <laughs> there you I'll go. Finish it. Daggum. Mm-hmm. But most of all, listeners, I hope our love of spirits lifted yours. Mm-hmm.